With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Welcome to Cavs HQ, presented by Betway. Thank you for joining us on the Cleveland Cavaliers Radio Network. Now, here are your hosts, Tim Alcorn and Jim Jones. From the Cavaliers Radio Production Studios at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse in downtown Cleveland. Hi again, everybody. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there, and welcome to Cavs HQ, presented by Betway. Well, not only is it Mother's Day... I think it's Jim Jones' teammate day here on Cavs HQ as we're going to have two of former Jim's teammates joining us. First, Mr. Cavalier himself, Austin Carr, and then a little bit later on in the show, former Los Angeles Laker while Jim was with the ball club, one Norm Nixon. So, uh, Jim, we're going to have some fun with this program here today. Yes, we will. You know, Mr. Cavalier, Austin Carr, you know, his great insights over the years, that'll be a real treat for our fans. And then Norm Nixon, we talk about twice every month about the NBA, where the league is going, something that he saw, you know, and we comment back and forth during games. So give us some great insight. Give us a little bit different perspective on this thing we call the new NBA. Boy, good stuff. So again, AC and Norm Nixon coming up. Stay with us. Cavs HQ, presented by Betway, will continue after this timeout on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Cunningham's pass deflected out of there with it. Wade, Wade taps it to himself. Wade gives it up to a Carl Pow! All off the defense. A deflection that led to a layup. Garland lob ahead to Mobley. Pow! Oh, the throw to Moe! Garland on a handoff from Allen. Garland in the lane, floats it to Allen. Pow! With the right hand. Jared Allen. Crush that one. He's now in double figures with 10. I'll tell you what, he would be my go-to guy. Get it in there to the big fella. Welcome back. Cavs HQ presented by Bentway on the Cavaliers Radio Network. So great to have us joining you on this Sunday. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. And, of course, great to be joined once again by Jim Jones and great to be joined once again by a guy that we love having on Cavs HQ, one Austin Carr, Cavalier legend, and, of course, uh, a legend on the television side for the Cavaliers as well for the work that he does with Bally Sports. AC, great to have you with us. 
Good to be with you guys. And uh, first of all, I want to wish all the mothers out there a happy Mother's Day. Oh, very cool. Yes. Very, very cool. And yeah. now, AC, before we talk mm-hmm. some basketball, how's the golf game been uh, since we've been off for a few weeks now? Well, if you're a golfer in this part of the country, uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's sporadic time right now. You play maybe once a week if you can because of the weather. I mean, right now we're on a sabbatical because the weather's <laughs> going to be bad. It's going to be too wet to play for about four or five days. So it's going to be very – but the next week, the April showers or whatever they call that, that little saying, all, everything should be out of here by next week, and we should be getting into the 70-degree <laughs> weather, and that should be good. <laughs> And you will be nowhere to be found except on a golf course. <laughs> well, I, I try to get out there as much as possible. I'm not as young as I used to be, so I had to take some breaks now because my back kind of goes crazy on me. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy? You see, you know, we affectionately call you Mr. Cavalier, and, and uh, nothing could be truer than that because of the way that you've carried yourself and uh, the leadership you've shown with all of us broadcasters and with all our fans and the administration and all the players, I just want to commend you, you know, for being Austin Carr. Thank you, Mr. Cavalier. Oh, wow, Jim. That's, that's a hell of a compliment, man. I appreciate that. Uh, the one thing that I've, I'd like to say that I've stuck to is the fact that I've, the organization has been all of our lives, basically, and uh, yeah. it's something that I respect. And when Fred kind of gave me the Mr. Cavalier moniker, that kind of, made me really focus a lot on my community involvement and what I do around here because it means a lot and it's, a, it's something that I cherish and I will not do my best to keep from tarnishing it. Oh, wow, great stuff. Again, we're talking with Austin Carr, Mr. Cavalier, as Jim Jones just alluded to. And, AC, uh, we've all had a couple of weeks now to decompress after the season came to an end, uh, albeit uh, more quickly than we had hoped. But in the big picture, what a remarkable campaign it was. And I just want to get your thoughts on the season overall and, and what you saw from this team all the way from the opening night in Memphis uh, to that final game against Atlanta. Yeah, it was uh, it was an interesting season because we started out with uh, no expectations but maybe 19 or 20 wins. And to watch the team come together the way they did, I give Bickerstaff a big A-plus for – creating a situation to where he got even the veterans to buy in. And a lot of that had to do with uh, preseason talks with, with Kevin Love and and just just doing a good job of uh, being up front with everybody. And, Jim, you know how important that is, is yes, being up front with everybody and letting them know what the plans are and what's going on where a player has an opportunity to get his, his mind wrapped around his role. And uh, I really think that had, had a lot to do with it. And on the court, there's only one word you can say, and that's Rubio. I mean, to me, Rubio was the galvanizing point with the team, even though he came off the bench. But his energy level, the way he played when he got in the game, it seemed like the players all followed his lead. And it was really amazing. We were beating teams, the best teams, pretty handily. And uh, it was just sad to see it all come down the way it did. But at the same time, though, watching them, go through all the adversity they went through, and continue to fight. Now, as you know that as you start losing your key players, and, and it puts a lot of pressure on role players, and really they fought as hard as they could to me. I mean, that's about all they could do. 
to try and hold up. But as we saw, as it went on, and we started playing the better teams in those playing games and stuff like that, it really took its toll on us. And uh, the one thing that I, I say that when you have all those injuries, it throws your rhythm off. It throws your cadence off. It happened to us because you get to be an organized machine. And what happens, everybody knows their role. Everybody knows situations. When it was a pick and roll with me and Jim, I always knew exactly where I had to be because the one thing I couldn't do is let Jim's man get the rebound. So <laughs> that's the one thing I made sure. So, so when we made that switch, I, the first thing I did was, boom, I clamped down on his man. So those little things, you lose all that type of uh, synergy when you have the injuries. And it was just, but it was a gallant effort by the team to try and hold in there. But it, it was a insurmountable odds, I thought, at the end. You know, AC, this new NBA, as we call it, because you can't touch anybody anymore. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> they're trying to minimize the big man, and they've got the restricted area. You know, yeah. three-pointers are prominent. Right. But AC, in the NBA, I'm seeing some new stars. This kid, yeah. Job Morant. Ugh. Two yeah. or three other young kids are playing so outstanding. Looks like the league has made that move from LeBron to Curry and uh, to all these young kids who are playing outstanding. Towns, the kid Towns, all of these kids look so good. Talk a little bit about this change in our league. Yeah, the, uh, it definitely is. You can see it coming. Um, Morant is vastly becoming the face of the league, I think. I mean, everybody mm-hmm. I talk to. Even novices of the game, they love to watch him play. I mean, almost like when Magic came in, and all of a sudden he, he brought that flair to the game. But Morant's not a, a three-point shooter either. He, no. Morant goes in the inside. And, Jim, you would know, in our day, he would be an a da- endangered species doing all that. <laughs> <laughs> AC, <laughs> yeah, I'd have to beat him up a little bit. Yeah, way well, hey, I do. Hey, hey, Jim, uh, and Tim, I used to always tell my guys, "Says, well, go on in there if you want to. <laughs> if you go in there." I say, "But hey, hey, the big fella's waiting on you." <laughs> AC's our guest, Austin Carr, joins us on Cavs HQ, presented by Betway. A real quick timeout when we come back. We'll continue our conversation with Mr. Cavalier. So stay with us on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Welcome back. Cavs HQ presented by Betway on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Thrilled to have with us Mr. Cavalier himself, Austin Carr. Yours truly, Tim Elkhorn, along with Jim Jones. And, of course, the dynamic duo on the other side of the window doing a great job, as always, Marty Allen and Kurt McLaughlin. Well, these guys were teammates, Jim Jones and Austin Carr. So, Jimmy, I'll let you start off segment two. Thank you. Thank you, Tim. Uh, AC, uh, I am so excited about the play of Kevin Love. Let's just talk a little bit about Love and what he brought to the table and the transition that he made from the year before to this year. Oh, it, it was it was unbelievable to play as long as he's played and been the play he's been, and then to be asked to come off the bench with a young team. Believe me, mentally, I, I didn't think it could happen. I mean, but but it's amazing. His personality 
is what made it all happen. I mean, he understood the situation. Plus, I think he realized being a starter now, he had to realize he's not the same Kevin Love he was five years ago. Well, oh, that's um, really... uh, AC, AC, my wife tells me that, too, that I'm not the yeah. same man I was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are. Hey, we, hey, we all get that, Jim. We all get that. Right. <laughs> but, you know, but, and I was so, for him to, to back off and find a new role that, yeah. to me, to be second in the voting for sixth man a year was tremendous. He's like, like in, reinvented himself. Again, we're talking with A.C. Austin Carr joining us on Cavs HQ presented by Betway. A.C., I, I started our conversation by asking you to look back and kind of give us your thoughts on the season overall. So now I'll transition to looking forward and looking to the 22-23 season. What's the biggest question mark or what's the biggest uh, area that you think the Cavs will need to address during the offseason as they try to keep this momentum going? Well, I, I think, first of all, we got to find a three that can give us some consistent points to go along with, you know, because when you have the, the inside game we have, I mean, if we're going to get those kind of points, either the three or the two has to get us consistent points. Now, marketing seems to be headed that way, but we've got to get him to be more consistent with it. And then the two spot, we got to get 15 to 20 points we can count on every night. Now, if you get that, now defenses can't sit on Garland. They can't sit on double-team uh, big people. And all that does is opens up the floor more. And if you look at all these top teams that are playing now, all of them have that threat. And that threat is something that keeps the floor from being cramped up. And if we're going to play with the three big men, we definitely got to have an open floor so they can have operation room. Because when they don't, we saw what happened when we started having injuries. Teams started flushing off of people and moving into the area where they could shrink the floor, and and then that makes it awful tough because you know Mobley likes to put the ball on the floor more than one time, and in this league they figure you out. So every time he would put the ball on the floor more than once, they would go at him, attack him. So you got to have somebody to keep their man occupied or at least a step or two away from him so he can get going and get his thing off. Other than working on one dribble shoot or two dribbles at the most. So those are little things, I think, little nuances, I think, that will help get us going um, as far as the next season is concerned and just being more physical play. Yes. I mean, I understand that the one thing I think that hurt us, and, and it came from inexperience, and Jim knows this, the same guy you play with against during the regular season, that's not the same guy you're going to play in the playoffs. He's going to be – more physical, be hyped up, and he's going to be more focused on his job. So that's a whole different ball game than what happens during the regular season because you're playing the same team over and over. They will spot your weaknesses, and then you have to find a way to counter what they do to you. So those have just come from experience. So that's why at least the playing games gave them a little experience of that. But because what you're seeing now is a total different ball than what the Cavs had to face the whole season. Yeah, AC, when you talk about uh, experience, talk a little bit about the play of Darius Garland. Oh, man. Isn't it nice, Jim, to watch a, a guy that you watch grow up from little to just find a way to become relevant and then all of a sudden become a star? You, you got people now 
the way they want to deal with him now is definitely not with one man. They don't ever try to stick him with one man because they know all that's doing is opening it up because one man can't stop him. And now the only thing he has to learn is the little nuances of his players that he's playing with and how he, he can make them better. Because the, toward the end of the season, he started playing like Chris Paul a little bit. Like he'll take the first half, first quarter, and he'll just see who's hot and who's not. And he'll just go around here, make a pass here, and we get a wide open shot final, a nice drive time. But he'll make sure everybody gets a touch. So he'll know who to go to when times get going in the second half. He'll know who's ready and who's not. So, And then he always knows he has the ball so he can do what he has to do. But it was just good to see him start to understand that part of being a, a major point guard in this league. But believe me, He's a nightmare to guard, and I know a lot of teams did not want to have to deal with him. And once we lost Allen, that really slowed him down a lot. But, you know, it seems like, too, that when we lost Allen, that hurt marketing a bit, too. You yeah. know, it, it hurt him, too, because it's a team, and all these guys have to do their job so the other guy can do his job. Great stuff. <laughs> Well, AC, as always, it is tremendous to have you on this show. We really appreciate your insights. And as Jim said, uh, your work not only with Bally Sports, but with the Cavaliers organization as a whole. We know we won't talk to you again until the fall. You're going to be out on the golf course every weekend. So. <laughs> well, at least we'll know where to find you. That's true. Hey, 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 hey but, but that's if the summer ever comes. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, yeah. That's true. But en- enjoy the off season, And, uh, again, a huge thanks from us for joining us here on Cavs Thank HQ. Thank you, AC. Appreciate it. All right, yeah, guys. Thank you. Thanks for having me on the show. All righty. That's Mr. Cavalier himself, Austin Carr, joining us on Cavs HQ, presented by Betway. More to come right after this on the Cavaliers Radio Network. The Cleveland Cavaliers are committed to inspiring future generations to grow the game of basketball. Our mission, showcased through some of the best athletes in the world, is to motivate the youth of Ohio and beyond to be active, make championship choices on and off the court, and build confidence in their athletic abilities through the game of basketball. The Cavaliers Youth Hoops program consists of Cavs Academy camps and clinics, Junior Cavs Leagues, and Cavs Elite tournaments, all of which are designed to teach the fundamentals of basketball in a fun and positive atmosphere. Cavs in the Community is brought to you by Discount Drug Mart. We'll be back with more Cavs HQ presented by Betway after this on the Cavaliers Radio Network. With 10 seconds on the shot clock, into the hoop. The counts and a foul. Look at that acceleration by Norm Nixon. A marvelous play. Here comes Norm Nixon. Nigel getting in behind Bobby Jones. They'll go through Jim Jones. Jump hook on its way. And it got the roll. And Los Angeles goes up by four. And here's a costly turnover. Norm Nixon pulls up with a jump shot. That was two. The Sixers were rolling. Didn't get. And two, the Lakers got. Nixon has 22 points. Welcome back. Cavs HQ presented by Betway on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Tim Elkhorn along with Jim Jones. And yes, our program continues with another of Jim's former teammates in the NBA. We started things off with Austin Carr. Again, a great big thank you to AC. And now a very special guest joins us 
from Jim's Black Book. Sitting in the Legends <laughs> chair on Cavs HQ is one Norm Nixon. Norm, great to have you back. I mentioned before we got rolling here, it's been uh, it's been about a year, year and a half or so since we had you on last. So great to have you returning to Cavs HQ. No, it's, it's my pleasure. And I always remind Jim when I was at Duquesne, I came over to watch them when they should have beat Boston. I thought they got cheated. <laughs> it was a long time ago. I was in college then. I said, I need to be his point guard. <laughs> yes, sir. No, no disrespect to Foots Walker, but I was no, like, I should hard. be his point guard. Yeah, the difference between a Chevy and, uh, and a Maserati. <laughs> <laughs> Even in college, I said it. <laughs> I know, I remember. Yeah. Jim? You know, Norman, uh, I heard for your podcast the other day, you did a podcast with Cornbread Maxwell, and it was so different. It was refreshing. It was interesting. And what I did, I put it on my Twitter account, and it just blew up. Everybody just just loved your comments. But one of the comments you made is, is in relationship to the guard play, the new guard play in relationship to what this new NBA is all about. Talk a little bit about guard play. Well, you know, it's it's a different game now. It's a guard-oriented league, and I think because uh, the dynamics of the game changes, three-point shooting league, um, there's no contact anymore. And, and I think the example I used was uh, Tony Parker. Someone asked me, could I do what Tony Parker did, go in the lane, pump fake big guys, and get them off balance and make a shot. I said, no, I couldn't do that. I said, I could do that one time. And the next guy, time, those guys are going to knock me out. <laughs> so I couldn't do that. And secondly, uh, you know, we didn't shoot threes like this. You know, our game was inside out. It was not from outside in. So it's just a totally different, totally different league now than when we played. Norm, I want to follow that up by having you and Jim look back. Now, again, your era, they weren't practicing the three ball. They weren't no. playing that game. But do you look back at players and go, they could have excelled in today's NBA. We definitely would. I mean, we played the game as the game was presented in the way we played it at those times. But the fundamentals of the game is going to always be the same. I don't know if we would have been – well, let me just back up. Because the game is a three-point shooting game, that's probably what we would be doing because that's what the game is now. But there's no question in my mind that we all could have played in today's game. I mean, I can't imagine if nobody could touch me going to the, to the basket now. I can't imagine with Jim and Kareem on the box and you can't put your hand on them. I mean, Kareem would go 50 for 50 in a game today with, with people not being able to touch him. So I think some of our guys, it wouldn't even have been fair. Can you imagine David Thompson, you know, all these guys playing? Even even your guy over there, Campy Russell, the way Campy played. I mean, I got Campy was injuries cut short. Our game was cut short because of injuries, but Campy was an amazing player down around that box. So I think a lot of our guys would have definitely excelled in any era. Who would have been the three-ball threat back in your day, the guy that really would have lit it up from outside that arc? Oh, you got so many. You got guys that shot from back there, but it just went in the threes. You got David Thompson. I mean, you had Junior Bridgman. You had, Ooh. I'm thinking about short up at uh, Golden State. I mean, we had there were a lot of shooters then. There were a lot of guys that could shoot. That would have been some exceptional three-point shooters. Whether I would have kind of uh, felt, fallen into that, I'm not sure. But I was a decent shooter from. I was a good shooter from the top of the key. But that was the range we worked on. So I think there are a lot of guys that were scorers that would have been just great shoot. Lou Hudson, uh, who else? Jones. You could probably name a bunch of guys that would have uh, knocked uh, those things. Remember, remember Scott Wedman? Remember? Oh yeah, Scott Webb. Oh man. Oh yeah, Scotty. 
even Otis, the way Otis could shoot That's him. That's right. Birdsong, Bird yeah. 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 So there were a lot of guys that would have been great three-point threats. Well, let's look at the game today. I keep calling this the new NBA because it is different. The numbers are crazy, Norm, so far during the playoffs. This is the style of play, I guess, that most fans want to want, want to look at. But let's talk a little bit about John Morant. What do you see in his game? Other than you can't touch him, or you can't even breathe hard on him. You know, uh, what makes him so unique? Man, he's, he can get to that bucket. I mean, he, he really has surprised me because I didn't see that in college. I mean, his ability to get to the basket and contort and just make all of these crazy shots has just been amazing and for a guy to be that young. But let me let me point something out to you guys, too. Uh, um, and we had this conversation. As a point guard, fundamentally, when my team shoots the ball, I have to run back to be the first line of defense so we don't get cherry-picked. If you look at the first game they lost, he shot the ball, followed his shot, they cherry-picked. They lose the game by one point. Now, that play wasn't the reason they lost, but that was a fundamental that, you know, we just, uh, a mistake that we would have never made. I would have never followed the shot and had somebody cherry-picked as a point guard. So as great as these guys are, I think sometimes the fundamentals of our game have been lost with some of these guys. You know, I watch big guys now because they pick and pop so much. They don't roll the right way. They don't roll facing the basketball. I mean, in high school, my high school coach would have told us to hit the guy in the back of the head if his back was turned to you if you came up yes, to pick. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but, but back to Morant, incredible young player, incredible young player, and he's going to get better. Those kind of little mistakes that I see him make, uh, he's not going to make those in the future. Again, we're talking with Norm Nixon as he joins us here on Cavs HQ, presented by Betway. Norm, uh, aside from John Morant, young players in the league that really get you fired up about the future of the NBA, who are a couple that you really have your eye on that you think could be the elite players in the years to come? Oh, man, I like your young guys. <laughs> there you go. Good answer. I like both of them. <laughs> your young guy from USC and your guard, I like those guys. I mean, I think those, they're going to be some of the great young players. I like the Ball brothers, both of them, actually, one in, in uh, Carolina and, and one up in Chicago. Both of those young guys know how to play. I watch this, this New Orleans team. I like those young guys. I like the way they play. Uh, they're going to only get better. Uh, I like Poole that comes off the bench for uh, Golden State. I yes, mean, he's okay. such an exciting yeah. player. So th- there are a lot of – I mean, the game's in good hands. It's just that the way we play the game is a little different. And and, and I think what happened to these guys, a lot of them get shell-shocked in the uh, playoffs because refs swallow the whistles a little more than they have in the last couple of years. It gets more physical. And if you haven't played physical for 82 games, it's kind of hard to turn it on in the playoffs. But the league's in good hands. There are a lot of great young players. Great point. Again, we're talking with Norm Nixon on Cavs HQ, presented by Betway. We'll sneak in a quick timeout when we come back. We'll have more. So stay with us. Cavs HQ, presented by Betway on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Welcome back. Cavs HQ, presented by Betway. We're on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Great to have you with us. Jim Jones, start things off in segment two with your former teammate, one Norm Nixon, our guest on Cavs HQ. Thank you, Tim. Nick, I would be remiss if we didn't bring up winning time. But, <laughs> only, but, 
but only from you know you know everything is a half truth you know that's what makes it drama right but what I want to talk about is your son your son's <laughs> play- Nick he looks like you he's built like you his the way he phrases the way he brings that one eye up I said you know what that definitely was Norm Nixon's son talk a little bit about your son's progress and I didn't know his history. I, I guess he's been acting for a while. Yeah, he's been, he, he's been acting for a long time. You know, I, I remind people that was him in the bodyguard when he was a young boy. He was in Terminator. He's done several guest spots and television shows. So he's been acting for a while. But I think this is going to be his uh, breakout part because if you haven't seen him on Snowfall, you got to watch him on Snowfall. He plays a totally different character. But but he's been acting for a long time. It's what he always wanted to do, and it's just a great opportunity for him. So I'm, I'm proud of him for that. And I just told him, just don't make me look too, too stupid. <laughs> <laughs> he started out on the wrong foot, but it's, but it's okay. <laughs> it's all right. Hey, uh, hey, you know what? One thing that uh, I would be remiss, because I, I did watch the Cornwell Cornbread Maxwell thing, uh, is that you you brought up something that I never thought about. That was in the summertime, right? And you had a fur coat on. <laughs> yeah, it was in the it, yeah it was in the summertime at at Sterling's house. I had a fur coat on playing against Magic. Another thing that's uh, crazy, you know, I'm from Macon, Georgia, man. I I wore being from the country with pride. So it was not a derogatory return for me. But how right. am I gonna call somebody country? And I grew up in Macon, Georgia. <laughs> so, you know, manicures, pedicures, man, I didn't even know what they were at that time. Like, hey. And my wife started getting them, you know. So, so the first three scenes uh, with me, they just weren't real. And they were so over the top. And, it, and it's just totally against my character, you know, cursing women like that. Yeah. And, you know, I've never been that braggadocious or arrogant. Mm-hmm. You know, we uh, as I said to uh, Maxwell, you know, you have to be confident and cocky or you'll never make it in the NBA is how you present that. Because you can't get in the NBA, man, if you don't think you're the best. You have to think it. Whether you talk about it or not is a different story, but you have to think it or you're just not going to get there. Norm, I, I do want to ask you a follow-up about all of the blowback and all of the, the opinions that have been expressed about winning time. Uh, has that surprised you? No, because I I knew I I knew my teammates weren't going to like it because you know, and and Jones will tell you this: you can't be a championship team if you're not focused. If you're not serious about what you're doing and you're not focused, you can have fun, and you can laugh, and you can joke, but you can believe everybody was very serious. When it was time time to win, we got our rest. We did what we needed yep. to do to win. We put our time in the gym. So you couldn't be a bunch of buffoons running around, Playboy Mansion hanging out like that. You can go have some fun sometimes. But you better be very serious because it just doesn't go hand in hand in, in the character of a championship team. So there's a lot of blowback from people that knew us. Uh, you know, I talked to Lou Adler and Jack and those guys. You yeah, know, they can't yeah, watch it yeah. because they they knew us personally. So they just well, think see, just well, misrepresentation. No, me, but, but no, let me just cut you off. You have to tell them who Lou Adler is, and also what Jack are you talking about? Oh, I'm talking about Jack Nicholson. Uh, Jack and those guys are you dear see, friends. Tim, all of you, our, they used to come to all our games. You see, Tim, that's that L.A. life. I mean, just a total different <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Jack. I talked to Jack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, Lou, Lou is my guy. And Lou, Lou, Lou is probably, you know, Charles will tell you about it off the air. But, you know, Lou, Lou produced Tapestry, which was the largest selling album before Michael's uh, Thriller. He produced Rocky Horror Show, which is a cult classic. Um, 
uh, what else? Just every all the Cheech and Chong movies, the Monterey Jazz Festival. He produced that, and everybody was on that, from Jimi Hendrix and Rolling Stones. I don't know if the Rolling Stones, but just everybody was at that festival. And I think he did the first real live concert in in Central Park with Carole King, which had a hundred thousand people. Wow! So lose lose a um, you know Sam Cooke's roommate. So, <laughs> hey, well, know, the list goes on. And let me tell you, the, the time you took me over there, I didn't know, you know, he had a house that uh, was on the Malibu, right? So you yeah. take me over there. Come on, I'm from Racine, Wisconsin. You know, I still had straw in my hair. And Norm Nick said, come on, man, uh, before we go have lunch, let's go. We're going to go by Lou's house. So we go by Lou. I don't know who Lou is. I see this guy coming to the door with uh, with a little Popeye hat on, and he's laughing, and he's soft-spoken. We go in the house. The whole house... The floors, the trim, is in tiki wood from Hawaii. <laughs> That's unique. <laughs> and Norm, you remember those lamps, those uh, those uh, those the artwork. Yeah, the artwork and stuff. Yeah. The whole house had to be over thirty billion million dollars even back then, Norm. And you blew me away. I don't know, but I don't think we went to eat. I think I wanted to go home after that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I learned a lot. You know, hanging around those guys. You know, you learn a lot. And those guys, you know, as as much as they say Hollywood and all this, these actors like Jack and even Denzel and these guys, they're some of the most well-read people you could ever meet. They can talk to you about any topic, any subject, whether it's history, whether it's art, or literature. And I think being in that environment. In particular for me, because I've been here for so long, it was such a great learning experience being around guys like like Lino Lou and Jack and even Denzel and those guys. You have you have a different kind of respect when you when you sit with them because you realize how brilliant these people really are. Well, Nick, I know that you used to go. You and Denzel's family, your families used used to vacation together, right? Well, we did that for many many years. We did it for many many years when our kids were younger. We used to go uh, just have a family vacation about ten days in Europe, travel around with the kids and. Uh, just relax. Oh, that's good yeah. stuff. Again, we're yeah. talking with Norm Nixon as he joins us here on Cavs HQ, presented by Betway. Now, guys, I want to transition from winning time to current time with your former team, the Los Angeles <laughs> Lakers. Uh, boy, it was a mess out there this year. In fact, uh, your former teammate uh, for each of you, Magic Johnson, had this to say. Accountability is big here, and the Lakers all season has ha- have not taken accountability, whether that's individual play, whether that's on the defensive end, whether that's playing together, Stephen A. So my problem is with them saying, oh, making all these excuses. So we're making excuses again. Quit making excuses. This thing did not work out. The parts did not fit. And that was magic on uh, ESPN's first take. Norma, what happened and how does how do the Lakers get this thing back to where it is used to being? Well, he he said all the right things, and then I'll, I'll just end it with he he should have stayed. He shouldn't have left the team. He should have stayed in management and helped build the team. <laughs> yep. Yep. But he so he'll take a little responsibility for putting it together. But listen, uh, this league now we say it's a different league, and I think uh, the league's ran by analytical guys. Uh, uh, it's ran by guys that say let's buy a team, let's buy a championship versus building a team. It's like with you guys, you have these two young great players. Are you going to let them get away or are you going to build around them? You build around them. And what that does is it builds uh, fan loyalty. Your, your fans are going to know these guys forever. It builds that. And you put the pieces together. 
But that's why you need basketball minds sometimes around to put the pieces together. So the Lakers are going to have to go back and, and build a team. You can't buy championships. You, if you're going to build around LeBron, then you've got to put some players there. And you have to have the uh, confidence that you can do that, that you can put a team together. And I think sometimes, you know, uh, we won't say the the, 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 uh, the patients are running the asylum, but I think you got to have management people that are basketball people that are confident in what their vision is and putting the team together and have a plan of what you're going to do. So they're going to have to break it down and rebuild it. Yeah, and the Cavs have done all of that, Norm, to, just to follow suit. I tell you, I love your young guys, man. I I I, I watch. I remember you. you I remember you. You text me during the, during during the games about about young Garland. He should slow down just a little bit. I said, I wish I could tell him that. <laughs> yeah, you know, because you can't get into when you when you're the leading scorer and you're point guard, you can't get into a one on one thing with anybody. You got to you got to stay focused, and 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 that comes with experience. It comes with experience on the court and experience from the bench. You know if. You, you got to you got to learn how to tell people to slow the game down. You know, the faster somebody used to come at me out on the court, the slower I would play. And when I say slow, I just mean, you know, he's not going to make me rush to make decisions. I'm going to play my pace. You don't let them force you to play that tempo and get caught up into all that kind of stuff. But that comes with experience. Mm-hmm. Norm Nixon, great insights. And again, it was just terrific to have you on Cavs HQ this week. Uh, we really appreciate it. Crusher and I would love to have you back sometime. <laughs> I think y'all need to. I think y'all need to fly me out to Cleveland, man, and Why let not? me Why come not? sit on a game and guess on the radio when it's the weekend, and just bring me out there. We'll, <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? We'll you know what? Happen. All that. I'll, hey, all I'll that sit on the radio and do the games with you guys. Why not? Why not? As long hey, as Nick, as long as you call Jim Crusher all night long, I'm in, man. Let's oh, do it. Oh, that's his name, the Big C. If you go back, if you go back to some of the games when they're introducing us, you'll see Magic and I, man. We're making the Big C yeah. before they introduce it. <laughs> Love it. Oh, hey. one other, uh, one other point before we close, Nick. Nick, yeah. I sent, I sent you a wine list. I sent you some photos. Get back to me with that so I can send this wine out to you. Oh, because man, you the really connoisseur. Just, just, just send a mixed case out here, man. We'll take it. There we go. Okay. Whatever Thank you do. You. So we look okay. forward to seeing you in the radio booth next year. We're going to make hey, that a I'm going I'm to come over there, man. I'm Why gonna, not? I keep telling Jones. I'm going to come and sit and watch a couple of games, man. That'd be and awesome. Just give me a – it, it'll remind me of Pittsburgh with all that bad weather you guys. Why are we college? <laughs> hey, Norm, we appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, right, Norm. Appreciate Norm Dixon joining us here on Cavs HQ presented by Betway. We'll take our final timeout. We'll wrap it all up after this on the Cavaliers Radio Network. It's going to do it for this week's edition of Cavs HQ, presented by Betway. How much fun was that? Uh, Starting things off, Austin Carr, Mr. Cavalier, joining us here on Cavs HQ. And then, of course, what great comments and insights and commentary from one Norm Nixon. So, again, great big thank you to AC and Norm Nixon for joining us as guests. Of course, a great big thank you to the two guys on the other side of the window, the dynamic duo of Kurt McLaughlin and Marty Allen. Jim Jones, a great big thank you to you. And, of course, the biggest thanks goes to you out there. And, again, a very happy Mother's Day to all of the moms on this Sunday. Of course, Cavs HQ comes to you each and every week, so... 
We'll be back with you again next week for another edition of Cavs HQ presented by Betway on the Cavaliers Radio Network. So until then, this is Tim Elkhorn saying once again, thank you very much for listening and so long, everybody.